0: Pirates lost to the Reds last night at PNC Park by a score of, um, yeah, well, okay, they're still counting it up. Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Pirates comes your way bright and early every weekday morning. If you're into football and or hockey, I also offer up daily shots of Steelers and Penguins. It was 14 to 1, which phenomenally is the second time this season they've lost to the Reds by that score. There also was a 14 to 1 loss in the middle of that three game abomination in Cincinnati way back in early April. And the Pirates have now been outscored by the Mighty Reds 44 to 9. In four games. The wild part about this is that if you took away the Reds' plus run differential against the Pirates and similarly took away the Pirates' negative run differential against the Reds, both of them are pretty much even, like in every way, including how well they've performed against other teams. The Reds are not a particularly good team. And neither are the Pirates, but my goodness, the disparity when they go head-to-head. Not sure what to make of it. Uh, Maybe it's just the way the pitchers have lined up. Maybe it's that they haven't seen enough of JT Brubaker and Tyler Anderson in the bullpen. and uh, Maybe they've just seen too much Mitch Keller. Maybe that's it. Or they've seen Mitch Keller in his on-again, off-again, on-again, off-again starts. Because that's really how it's gone for him, and it's how it went again last night. Just a... It started okay. So I don't want to leave out credit where it's due, except that three innings doesn't cut it in the bigs. And he was attacking with his fastball. Uh, he didn't have all that much oomph to his off-speed stuff. And he wasn't really using that much of it. Only four curves, for example, out of the 65 pitches that he threw. But then they just started hitting everything, and he was missing his spots. And there was a, an RBI double by Tucker Barnhart that at one point, Jacob Stallings was so adamant, and he might have been trying a decoy here, we don't know, but he was so adamant about wanting the pitch low that he actually was tapping the ground with his glove. And the pitch comes up, and over, and boom. And at that point, Stallings just kind of slumps his shoulders and hangs his chin a little bit, like, wow, man, what do I got to do here? Keller had his usual you know mature reaction afterward uh yeah i mean just just good or bad i mean you just got to think about the next pitch no matter what so that's what i was thinking out there and just trying to flush whatever happened before it and and make the next pitch and you can say you know it got away in the fourth inning and you know you wish that hadn't happened but it still ends up being a line of three and a third seven runs seven hits Couple walks, just two strikeouts. Uh, there's just, I don't know, with this kid, I, I just don't, I just don't, I I don't know what to make of him, and I don't even know if maybe I'm not overstating what there is to expect, because if we're being honest, when you're watching him and he is getting people out, like go back to San Diego when he looks like he's, you know staying in the zone he's being aggressive and he's going at guys do you watch him and say wow that stuff is just overwhelming like that just can't be touched is that what you think when you see him I mean I don't and I'm not sure that I ever have I I haven't looked at him after an outing or during an outing and said wow I mean there's just that stuff is just gold So I I wonder if if one of the things that we won't end up taking away from the 2021 season ultimately will be that the bar will just kind of come lower for him. Not because of the inconsistencies as much as because there just maybe isn't that much there. You know? This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern. That's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. And it's right next to Mike's Beer Bar, companion venue. North Shore Tavern is home to Steak on a Stone, which has to be experienced as well as eaten. And it's also home to the planet's only dedicated year round 365 day a year Pirates Bar. North Shore Tavern, right across. Federal Street from PNC Park. I did say on yesterday's show that I, I can kind of foresee a bad stretch here, and it really doesn't have that much to do with the pitching. This one I, I think you can throw out from the pitching standpoint. Keller did what he did. Dwayne Underwood Jr. has hasn't been great for a little bit, but he still went one and two-thirds innings, scoreless, couple strikeouts, one hit. And then... Luis Oviedo, the Rule 5 pick, came in, and this is when you want him to come in, and you want him to experience the good, the bad, the whatever it is that comes along, but this is why you have a talented, and he is really talented, Rule 5 kid that you're bringing along on the roster, and he got hit. He got hit. Four runs, five hits, two runs. Jeff Hartlieb came in, freshly up for the minors. He got hit. Three runs... In two innings. And, and Notice that out of all those names that I mentioned there, the bullpen names, the only one that mattered was Underwood. It still ends up feeling like, to me, way more troublesome that there was n- almost no offense manufactured. Adam Frazier and Brian Reynolds had two hits each. Jacob Stallings had a home run, but also left the bases loaded, frozen by a fastball right down the pipe. And there isn't any help in sight either. Colin Moran's going to be out for at least a few more days, depending on how severe the groin injury is. And they actually still don't know yet because the flaring hasn't stopped. Brian Hayes out till June. Gregory Polanco still out on the Undisclosed thing that I reported from San Diego is a COVID-based thing of some sort. And again, Polanco is not going to be your guy that comes in and rescues the offense either. I, I'm telling you, I have a sinking feeling about this season from this standpoint. Meaning if you're looking at wins and losses and results because this offense just isn't going to be competitive. A special nod though in this context to Kai Tom. I I appreciate anybody who can work a walk in the majors. It's not as easy as some people make it sound. But watching this guy at the plate gives me a headache. I mean, you're talking about somebody that's so passive up there. He's going into the box trying to look at four balls, and unlike someone like, say, oh, you know, on the Cincinnati side and Joey Votto, who's always been able to strike that balance where he stays aggressive in his zone, but lays off the pitches that aren't in his zone. That's what some of the best hitters of all time have been able to do. If you're just going in there with a principal goal of walking, you will not have any aggression to your swing. You will not have any bad intentions with your swing, to borrow a Clint Hurdleism. And the only thing that's bad about his swing is that it doesn't make contact. Struck out his first three times up. But, hey, along the way, he, he got some balls. You know, he, he worked the counts a little bit deep. Wow. No. Somebody, somewhere, find some children in this system who we can watch play. I'm throwing out all my rational sentiments here this morning. <laughs> I mean, I'm allowed to have these moments, too. You know, I'm, I usually try to be like the the calm voice and whatever else. And I'm, yeah, there's you got to be patient and understand the future. Of this and the future of that I'm watching some lousy, lousy offensive baseball, and it feels like a waste of my time. To be honest with you, there's got to be. Where's Cole Tucker? Who who stole Cole Tucker? And like. Hit him away somewhere. I mean, we used to rip on Cole Tucker for hitting 220 or whatever it is. I'll take 220. I'll take 220 in the heart of this order, like right now. Somebody seriously find Cole Tucker. Until then, we'll we'll come back with just one question. it's time for just one question, and that comes today from the self-styled Mr. Potato Head. If this actually was Mr. Potato Head, and he didn't seek permission from Mrs. Potato Head to submit this question, we're going to have some issues. You and I, Mr. Spudman, who asks, who do the Pirates have in AAA who's expected to be an impact player in the majors eventually? And this is the part where if I was being even more off the wall than I already am today, I would just basically leave three minutes of dead air and make you think something had gone wrong with this recording. I don't know. There's nobody down there. There's nobody in AAA. The reason there's nobody in AAA is because Neil Huntington and Kyle Stark were in charge of this farm system for a dozen years, and I'd been warning everybody about this for a mm, five, six years, even through the playoff years. I'd mentioned again and again that eventually this lack of a minor league system was going to catch up to them. It did, kinda, after the 2015 season because when you lose A.J. Burnett and Jay Happ, instead of pounding your fist for the Pirates to go out and spend $5 zillion on a starting pitcher, why not ask instead... Who was knocking on the door from Indianapolis? Who was it? Who were the pitchers? Nobody. They had nobody. That's why you go and trade Neil Walker for two months of John Neese before he was released. That's why you get Ryan Vogel's song at age 58. That's why you get Juan Nicasio from the Dodgers even though he wasn't a starter. They were going to make him into one. Those were their answers. Why? Because they had no one in Indianapolis, because they did not have a minor league system. And when I was saying those things at the time, oh, you hate those guys, and it's personal, and whatever else here, I'm going to try to find a nice way to say this here without offending anyone, and maybe it will offend someone, but this stuff isn't that important in my life in the bigger scope for me to either make stuff up, or B, carry on some kind of personal vendetta against this person or that person. It just isn't. My life proceeds without obstruction on a daily basis, regardless of what the Pittsburgh Pirates, the Penguins, or the Steelers do. That's just how it is. This obviously isn't aimed at you, Mr. Spudman. Just sharing a a general thought. Those guys happened to be bad at their jobs. It took way too long for the owner to realize that and then to act on it. People rip Bob Nutting for a lot. They very rarely rip him for the right things. When I finally lost it with Bob Nutting was when it looked like he was going to keep these guys. Because that to me was abject dereliction of duty as the owner of the sports franchise. And the same thing goes, by the way, for the clown Todd Frazier, who was mercifully, for all of us, probably himself included, DFA'd finally yesterday after... Where did he end up? I want to say it was three hits in like 40 at-bats or something like that. And couldn't do Anything at the plate, other than one day at PNC Park where he looked a little bit locked in. Lunging out of the zone, rolling over pretty much everything. When he was called up, he took some shots at me on Twitter, including making fun of my first name, like grade school stuff. And also, by the way, ethnic bigotry, because ooh, has a foreign sounding name? Who does that in 2021? You know, at least anyone, again, that's like out of elementary school. Who does that? And he had been upset, presumably, although he never really laid this out, that I had advocated for Philip Evans to make the team instead of him coming out of spring training. Well, Philip Evans was having a much better spring training. Philip Evans is eight years younger. Philip Evans has... Five and a half years of control left. You actually have something to gain from having Philip Evans make your 26-man roster instead of Todd Frazier. I had never actually said anything bad about the guy. I now, in hindsight, wished I had if I'd had all this knowledge, but I didn't. And he freaks out over it and puts this stuff up on Twitter and ends up being a big brouhaha or whatever. But on my end, it doesn't get personal. I actually don't even know this guy. I've never met him. Never had any kind of dialogue with him, including when he was with Cincinnati. It just never happened. I don't care about him. I care about doing the job right. Doing the job right is trying to be as open and honest with you, Mr. Potato Head, and all of the listeners here, and all of the readers of DK Pittsburgh Sports. That's it. It's not any more complicated than that. I know this was not what you asked, but you're a plastic toy potato, so I can answer your questions any way I like. But thank you for that anyway. Any shot I have, to take a retro shot at the previous management. I am all about that. What a strange episode of Daily Shot of Pirates. And you know what, despite this, we will have another one tomorrow. (laughs)